When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean, you're looking. Hey, man, you're looking great, um, honestly. And um, thank you. We looked a bit. You know, we certainly looked in, into your story a little bit. I don't know how to the extent you want to talk about it, but um, it's great that you're you're doing well now. Um, and we're we're really really happy to hear that. That is the one advantage of having those horrendous pictures of myself out there. Is when people see me now, it's automatically, oh my god, you look terrific. <laughs> so it worked out in that regard. Well, either either way, you 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 would have looked terrific either way. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely really happy for you, Sean. Um, no, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was definitely nice to be on the other side of that, that stuff to be able to sit with you guys and you know shoot the shit about a about a movie. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really think that I would be here, so it's very nice to be here. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's. I mean, that's what, yeah, life is about. That's what movies are about, too, is just the story of, you know, tri- triumphing over, point. yeah, uh, over, you know, something that, you know, life-changing. That's an excellent point. And I think, like, you know, good movies uh, reflect the the real struggle of what it's like to be a human, you know, and a man. And, like, I've even looked at my own life and looked at it in terms of like a movie structure. And I've thought about like, you know, at certain times in my life, I'm like, what act am I in? Am I in act two? <laughs> like, am I getting towards act three? So I felt like recently I had a really good um, act two and almost act three. And I was able to beat the bad guy. So I'm kind of like that's... in my in my post script now. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. There you, there you go. In a, are, do you have uh, any projects on the horizon? Like, are you auditioning? Like, what's what's going on with all that? I just started to audition, like, recently for some things that have come up. I have some, some personal projects that I'm working on just on my own because I've been a producer for years. So I have a few things that I'm trying to get up on uh, you know off the ground just on my own like a web series and uh i'm working on a stand-up comedy special oh so, yeah have those you, are things i'm working on immediately have you done stand-up like are were you do you have a stand-up background i have like i dabbled in it when i okay. was in my when i was 21 i went to the laugh factory and they have like an open mic where you can perform for the owner of the club and the first time I ever performed there, he signed me as a client. And I I just really didn't get into stand-up back then. So I kind of started and then stopped and started and stopped. And it's just something that people have always told me I should do, something I've always wanted to do, but I've never really like taken a chunk of my life and focused on it. 
So yeah. now is kind of when I'm doing that. I get I'm getting the time to do that for the first time. That's so awesome. I feel like I've been doing stand up my whole life. Yeah. But I just haven't been doing stand up my whole life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just Well, been... you have that you have that natural draw. Um and I know it maybe it might feel sometimes like a curse or not. Um, but you've got it, right? And so use it, you know. Use it right? to the best that you can. You know, this is the uh just because you mentioned a curse, um one sort of interesting facet um, of the story of my character in the Mighty Ducks is there was a character called a took a took the Eskimo. Are you guys familiar with that whole yeah. legend? Uh, oh, so, I thought you were going to say, "Are we familiar with Mighty Ducks?" But <laughs> no, uh, I'm so I, you, I'm not. Well, too there much was familiar. this character called a took, and he was an Eskimo character, and the script was going around Hollywood and. Anytime they could get somebody to sign on to do it, that person would die a few months later. Mm. And we're talking about people like Belushi, John Candy, Chris Farley, like pretty much all these great funny fat guys. And um, (laughs) the curious thing about it is when I signed up to do the Mighty Ducks, my character's name originally was a took. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Steve, the writer who was, you know, a hockey fan and a, a, you know, just a fan of that lore in general. I'm pretty sure that he he took that Atuk name from the curse of the from from the Atuk movie. So, you know, um, I just found that YouTube video not too long about the about the curse of Atuk about all that's these crazy. That- <laughs> well, so I assume it was going to be a, a comedy then with all these comedy actors who were assigned to I, it. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Ben. They, I'm just thankful that they changed the name eventually. <laughs> right? Otherwise, I might not be sitting there with you guys. Oh yeah. shit! Man, seriously, damn. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, are you? I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little Mighty Docs before we get into the movie. Um, uh, I'm sure you've never been asked. Uh, you know, some of the questions I'm going to ask you, but <laughs> oh, never. Um, no, are you? Uh, were you uh, a hockey fan going into it, or were you just you had no idea about well, hockey? For that, like... for that, I'd just like to refer you to the FAQ section of my website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, there you go. I'm just messing with you. What was your question? I was so focused on being a smartass. My ears are not. I love it. So basically, were, were you a hockey kid? Like, were, did you like no, hockey before I, that movie? I, I or were you just like an actor? Hockey. Okay. I, yeah. I did not like hockey at all. I was a fan of all the other sports. And when my mom told me I got a movie where I was going to be a hockey player, I was mad at her because I was like, why hockey? Why yeah. couldn't it be baseball or anything else? So, no, I had zero feelings for hockey, but over the course of filming the first movie, I really fell in love with the game and have been ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Who, uh, I mean, you're not, uh, it would be too too much of a cliche for you to be a Ducks fan. Well, I don't know how to react to you. You're sitting there and I'm, you can't see me, but I can see you and you have this giant ass King shirt on. And a lightning hat. Just for the sake of this conversation, I don't know how to, I don't know how to respond to the question. Yes, I'm a mighty Ducks fan. What what would what did you think, dude? Was he supposed to say? I, well, you know, who, who, who can they count on for crying out loud? Well, I mean, I'm sure a quick uh, Google search would uh, find this. But where, where and this doesn't have to be this kind of podcast. But where 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 are you from? Where'd you grow up? 
I would just like to refer you to the FAQ section. <laughs> I'm just messing. With you. That's so right. rude. To do what are that. the names I'm of really your weird. parents? Uh, <laughs> I grew up in uh, I grew up in in a beautiful town called Montvale, and it's a suburb in New Jersey. Okay, so I, that's why I asked because I wasn't sure. Like, since you got into hockey, like, are you a Devils fan? Like, you know. But uh... I, really, when they about the time they came out with the team was right about the time I was falling in love with the sport. So I really didn't have any loyalty to the Devils or Rangers or anything. So I was definitely a Ducks fan through and through. In yeah. fact, somebody just somebody just sent me a picture uh, that they took. I hadn't seen this in years. And I guess I was a 13 or 14. And we were just, it's a picture of all those hanging out uh, at somebody's house. And I, I had on full Mighty Ducks gear. Like the team <laughs> might have must have just come out and I had a sweatshirt and a hat. And I was just thinking, man, how tacky that was. Like <laughs> the Ducks were coming out and I was just laced out yeah. in Duckfield just so made myself a walking advertisement for the well, team. Yeah, you, <laughs> get, you, you got to promote D2 and D3, right. you know, you might exactly. as well, you know. <laughs> That's where my head was at. I got a, a question. Of people, oh, sorry. A lot of people have thought all this time that the movies were so popular that Disney made a hockey team about the movies. But that's not the truth. And I just found this out recently that initially the hockey team was born and the, and the movie was made to be an advertisement for the hockey team. That I did not know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, always, I always thought it was, yeah. Uh, yeah the way around the yeah. movie. Yeah. The movie came out. Oh, Hey, let's name our team. Well, there's some this. trivia for you. There we go. <laughs> See, we need, we need more trivia. Here. <laughs> That's why, you, why, why we had you on. Sean, I, I'm curious. How was your, what was your sense of reality uh, when you're, you know, an eight, nine, 10, 12 year old kid doing all this stuff? Did, did, did the lines get blurred between, you know, what I'm doing on what, what I'm doing for work versus where I'm at, where I'm at home. I, I don't know if my question is making sense, but well, did those I, lines I, get blurred doing all this work at a young I age? I would say that it definitely changes what my reality was. Like my reality at the age of eight was not the same reality as another eight year old. So definitely, you know, it just, you know, my life, it's not so much that I lost my sense of reality, it's just that my reality was a completely different reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just had things going on that other kids couldn't relate to. And I would like leave school for a couple months at a time, make a movie and then go back to school. And they were all like, where, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and that was just, just making movies, movie. just making movies, dude. Like what, yeah, what do you mean? Exactly. Where have I been? <laughs> sure. And then, yeah, yeah, I guess, um, I didn't really have, like, because I was having success in movies and I felt like I was making money, I really didn't have the same incentive that I feel like other kids had to do good in school and mm -hmm. show up and and not skip class and be a total asshole and smoke cigarettes in the, in the locker room. Like, <laughs> I just I felt like I had a, a life outside of that and a career. So I didn't really need to do good in school because I was I already yeah. had a career. And What's that was a... the one way where I felt like it may have been a little a little detrimental in my development. Yeah. What what other than, you know, M Mighty Ducks? That's the uh, hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> um, what's a, is there a project you uh, worked on um, that you feel didn't get enough attention that not many people know about, like a favorite 
favorite thing you acted in that yeah i made a i made a uh, a web series with can you can you guys hear me because now yeah. the picture came yep. up okay wow this is crazy my <laughs> phone you should see it it looks like world war three i have a giant thermometer icon flashing at me you i've lost picture i've lost sound i don't know what i do have and the battery's on like 20 percent. yeah i made a web series called <laughs> why not wife and i was starting to get really good at it and i thought it was really funny and by the last episode i had ron jeremy playing my dad <laughs> and i thought that was awesome and i was I always felt that, like, if somebody that worked at a Amazon Prime or Netflix or something saw it, that they'd be like, oh, my God, make some episodes of that. So I was really proud of that. And that was kind of like the last real thing that I worked very hard on. So that would be it for sure. Why not? Why? It's on YouTube. Um, I guarantee, like, if you go and watch it, it'll make you laugh. And if, and if it doesn't make you laugh, then you're just not the kind of guy I want to hang out with. Anyway. <laughs> no, that, no that. that's awesome. And that's that's why I asked, because I love finding I love finding those hidden gems, you know, that, you know, not a lot of people might know about, but th- that other people are passionate about. So, yeah, that's yeah, I'm glad, well, uh, I'm glad that's you got that. maybe It's been up there since 2016 and it's got maybe 500 views. So it's definitely a hidden gem. Yeah, right. we'll check <laughs> it out. Um, and then check it out. Right. Re- real quick, uh, maybe turn off your camera just in case you know that's like it's trying to turn the camera on. So maybe <laughs> Sean needs the, a new phone. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. just got a new phone. So Sean bad. needs to contact Google and get a refund. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying, guys, for a month. Right? I've been trying to contact them and they don't answer the phone. Bastards. It's well, like let's... they've already gone into using computers for everything. They don't have a human being that works there. I, I've tried for two months to find that person, and he doesn't exist. Well, they well, got your money now, so what do they need to worry about? Exactly. My <laughs> phone's breaking down, and in the meantime, they're emailing me to buy the next uh, piece of shit phone. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, oh, to, man. to get on the pre-order list. I'm telling you, I got so mad, but what am I going to do? And then yeah, I yeah you got to I go to Best Buy where I bought the phone, and they're like, "Listen, we would give you another one, but we don't have any because they're so." Well, I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, what? What problem would you rather have this or what you were dealing with a couple years ago? You know. Good point. Good point. You know, I mean, he's he, <laughs> he, he's actually asked to think about that though. He's like, "This is so <laughs> frustrating." Yeah, that really pissing me off. <laughs> I rather have first world problems than homeless people problems. Definitely. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, before your phone totally blows up, let's get into this movie a little bit, and then we'll the then we'll ask the questions. Um, so you, you, we you know have people on who have been in the business, who are in the business, to come on and discuss a movie to get their perspective on the art form. Now, you picked 2019's Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. First of all, Sean, why did you pick this film? Well, when I was first tasked with choosing a film to talk about like this, I was like, this is going to be impossible because, guys, I am a movie watcher. You get it? I watch films ever since I got into uh, recovery January January 25th. 2020 i've watched probably two or three movies a day and i write them all down i log them so i've been watching movies guys are you on are you on letterboxd or whatever that's called that app letterboxd no no it's a yeah check it out what is that it's like a place where you can log all the movies you've watched and yeah it's sort of like a social sort of like a movie social media app i haven't gotten into it but it's better than social media i really enjoyed that 
I feel like I have to log the movies down. Otherwise, in case it's like a year from now and somebody was like, so what have you been doing all year? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote them down just as proof that, you know, I've been here. Um, and, okay. So then I was thinking about what movie am I going to watch? Am I going to choose? First of all, before I get into why I chose Joker, I want to talk about two other movies that came in like strong second place. Like I couldn't decide. Like Joker came uh, to the to rose uh, to the top, but there were two other movies that I saw recently that just blew my mind. One of them, and nobody really knows about these movies. One of them is a movie made by, um, oh my god, um, Ben Affleck. He pretty much, I think he wrote it and directed it. It's called Live by Night, a 2016 yeah. movie. You guys, yeah. you guys are hip to that movie. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, yeah. Sick movie. Like I was so impressed by that movie. I thought it was like one of the better gangster saga movies. Oh, yeah. And then I saw another movie. I saw another movie a week ago, uh, Brad Pitt called Allied. I got a tip to that movie. Is that with Angelina Jolie? It's with uh, the French woman, Marion. Oh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I've I've heard good things. That one is sort of like they're speaking, they're like speaking French and English and. Yeah, I I know that. Yes, it's a World War Two kind of yeah. spy thing, and there's yeah. some French speaking going on. Um, but I mean, she could speak in. <laughs> She's great. Swahili and to be attractive. She's amazing. Uh, not yeah. that there's anything unattractive about Swahili. Right. Right. Wow, I I too <laughs> afraid of getting canceled. I didn't realize what comics we're talking about until like now. I I get it. So that movie is just such a classic movie. Like two classic movies. I really thought it was modern day Casablanca. And yeah. there's even yes, a, yes. a reference to Casablanca in the movie. Yeah, okay. She up at him and she's like, I've loved you since Casablanca. I'm like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And these two people are just two wonderful movie stars at their prime. And it was just uh, a, a tremendously enjoyable experience. Sean, anyway, what was your – Sean, what, you said you in your recovery you decided I'm just going to dive into movies. What did you – because I can remember like the time of my life where this became my thing. Um, I just wanted to watch like the best. I, I was trying to find like the best movies ever made. That was my first path. Um, and then I kind of deviated from that. I'm like, All right. once I got my taste, then I wanted to watch those things. But, like, what was your like? How did you do this? Did you just start throwing on whatever? Did you like? Were you looking up actors? Were you looking up lists? What? How did you get into like being like a cinephile? Well, I guess the place I was at had a Netflix, and I had never even seen what a Netflix account looked like. <laughs> like, I had never even been on Netflix or looked at it at all. So the first, I was just kind of blown away by, by their, their content. And I guess really what it was, up until then in my life, I always felt guilty about spending too much time watching movies because I was always so career-driven and goal-driven that I just I really couldn't just sit back and enjoy. So now I had this period of my life where – my really own only responsibility was was to get better and to take care of myself and to just invest in self care and to just reduce my out external stress factors. So I guess it was more about uh, I was just it was the first time I had the chance to just kind of be to veg out and just watch the movies and yeah. I took advantage of it. Yeah, well, so I mean, it's a way I just to, is it like they made you feel good? Therapeutic Absolutely. too, absolutely, totally therapeutic with a 
you know, a good movie sucks you in. And if it's a great movie, you, for, you forget where you've been for the last two hours. So definitely a great pastime. And, you know, also I have always been, you know, I've been an actor since I was six years old. It's the only thing I've ever known. So, you know, if somebody's like a world-class violin player, they've been doing it since they were five or six. So I feel like it's, you know, it's something that I've been doing since I I was five or six. And I feel like I'm good at it now because I've had my 10,000 hours. And it's just it was a way for me to get back into the study of film without the, you know, ability to be on a movie set again. So I could just sit and sit and, you know, uh, get back into the motion picture industry, I guess, without, you know, while sitting in treatment. Sure. Well, what do you do when you watch a movie and it it really starts cutting you to the core? I can think of one, uh, The Deer Hunter for me. I remember the first time I watched it. I, I'm writing that down because I've not seen the deer hunter. I, I I went to the bathroom and I cried for ten minutes. I don't know what it was. Is maybe it, I, I was kind of in a, a weird point in my life. Um, but how do you like? Because that that's what they do to us, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. Um, have have you had have you had that kind of experience with a film where because because you watch it for enjoyment and for therapy, but sometimes the movie can can break you. <laughs> uh, so Absolutely, you- yeah. No, I, I'm trying to think of like if anything comes to mind. The last time I had that kind of a sweeping experience, the first thing that comes to mind was when I was in recovery. Um, so so right when I got into recovery, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to stay sober for a while, but then just long enough to where I'm not in trouble anymore, and then I'll be back on drugs. That was my that was my wonderful game plan. Great, and great so, plan. Yeah. So about thirty to sixty days in, a few calls with my probation officer. That's it. Started to dawn on me that wasn't the best idea, right? Yeah. So, so I literally just started praying to God. I didn't know how I was how I was going to overcome this problem. I really didn't. And I literally just started praying to God. Can you please remove this obsession? If you're there, like I don't even know if you're there, but if you got me, a great way to prove that you're there would be to remove this obsession, whatever. I'm having these kinds of conversations all the time. And then one day we're in the group room watching a movie called Ben is Back um, with... um, Sounds familiar. Julia Roberts. And it's about about her character's uh, relationship with her son who's a heroin addict. And in one scene, the heroin addict, the heroin dealer comes out of the room and he throws down on the table this gigantic, beautiful bag of heroin. And previously, I would have seen this bag, and my mind would have just started fiending about how I'm going to get it, how am I going to jump in the screen and steal that heroin and <laughs> all these things. And I saw the bag uh, that the guy threw on the table, and inside I was repulsed. Excellent. And so yeah. I knew at that moment that the monkey had been lifted off my shoulder, and I literally started bawling. That's... At that moment, in the, in front of everyone, and very recently, a couple of weeks ago, I called, I emailed the the uh, counselor that was on that was with us during that moment. And I just wanted to see if she remembered that. Like, I was like, "Do you remember me having this moment?" And she's like, "Yeah, you jumped up and you were crying and screaming, <laughs> talking about how you, the monkey's been lifted. How could I forget that moment?" Oh man, that's, so, yeah, that that's was, a movie scene. Yeah, yeah. that's that the scene in scene. your movie show. Yeah. No, de- definitely. Yeah, that's you getting into your yeah third that's act. It, like that's seriously. I that's mean, that's, your act that's powerful. For, yeah, yeah. Or whatever yeah. act. I don't. Let's not call it a third act yet. I think you got a no, lot of life got a lot left of in acts. you. <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, yeah, third doesn't have to be your last act exactly. No, but that's powerful, <laughs> man. That's that's what and movies you do. Only, you can only start another movie, you know. I mean, shit, <laughs> yeah, got part two. Like, that's yeah. It. yeah, right. Exactly. I, I've done before. Right, they got like um, what twelve Star Wars movies <laughs> and a series yeah. and like four series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so, exactly. So the saga, the Sean saga. Uh, well, Sean, um, what point? Let's talk about the Joker. <laughs> Oh, no, right. I was well. No, I, I was just gonna say, what point in the in your recovery did you get to the Joker? Oh, well, yeah. this is strange. So, <laughs> right, there was one movie while I was out there on the street that I actually snuck in to see in the theaters, and it was the Joker. But I, was ha- I it was such a weird night that I remember leaving the movie theater halfway through. Because I hated the movie. Can you really? Yeah. You here, I'm sitting here three years what now. What the hell, man? I just hated it. I don't know. I don't know what was. I mean, it was just obviously something. Some extent into it, some other circumstances were happening to where I, uh, you know, I couldn't concentrate on the movie. But yeah, that, that was my. That was the first time I ever had any experience with it. And I went around for months telling people that it was a shitty movie. I can't believe it got nominated. Like everyone's on drugs except me. Anyone who listened. But so anyway, uh, and then I guess I saw it. Um, what would be? I don't even remember the first time or who even showed it to me. I, you know what it was? I think we were just watching it um, at a sober living in a group at like a group night and we were about five or six of us watching it one night. I don't really remember it vividly, but it would have had to have been that kind of setup. But my point was, I don't like when I watch a movie, even if I love the movie, rarely do I watch it a second time. Yeah. I'm, and for, I'm pretty and close. For, you guys are similar to that. I'm pretty similar. I mean, there's a few that I've, I mean, there's something like star Wars, which I watched a million times, but for the most part, I don't go. I don't go back to something. That's my experience, and I'm. I don't want to like. I don't want to. Part of the part of the the experience was the surprise for me of yeah. what's going to happen in the movie. Exactly. And once I know what's going to happen, yeah. But there are very few movies that I can watch over and over again, and I've probably seen The Joker probably ten times. Oh wow! Wow! And I also yeah. have it just playing in the background sometimes when I'm not even watching a movie. If I'm like, I love to write. And do creative stuff while that movie's in the background uh-huh. because his performance to me was just such an artistic thing, you know. And so what? Yeah, what what resonates um, most? What resonates most with you to this film? That is it? Is it? Is it the mood? Is it? Is it? Oh, what yes, is it? yes, it's the mood. First of all, when I grew up in you know near New York, I spent a lot of time in New York City in the early eighties. And the way the movie looks really reminds me of how I remember New York during that mm-hmm. time. That patina, the 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 kind of gritty looking shit, that greenish look. Mm-hmm. So definitely the mood, absolutely, which is also uh, helped in large part by the soundtrack that that guy from Sicario did. Yeah, um, and uh, and just the ge- the general intensity of the way the story is, is unfolded, like the winding up of the tension and the releasing of the tension. And uh, 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 I think a large part of it is just watching the, the way that they, that they developed the, the Joker character. Yeah. Watching him go from just some guy who 
wants to make kids laugh in a hospital ward <laughs> to feeling like he has to shoot somebody. Yeah. I don't know that any other movie has done that in that way. Like when you, you know, but you know, the guy he is when he gets his sign stolen is a completely different being than the guy who's like doing that, that dance up, up yeah. the staircase when he has that suit oh. on, you know, <laughs> yeah. you doing really the... see someone transform into a madman. And, yes. yeah, and what's, what's done so well for me is the way they get you to sympathize and understand the man who had a sign stolen and got the shit kicked out of him um, and why he became the guy that he became. I mean, I, I'll tell you, we, we, we talked about this movie uh, right after it first came out and I was, I almost went a little too far. Ben, you probably remember, I was ready to go out and paint my face and run on <laughs> <out of> the <laughs> streets for this movie because I, I understood it was particularly about the people that have been left behind by this world which has yeah. been you know for decades and no one wants to talk about it no one has any solutions to what what they're going to do about um the way society is 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 failing most or many men i will say many men and there are there are millions of them out there who feel like they've got no way to get ahead it's not just i mean me- mental health is one thing um but it's just it, it, it tapped into a general anger frustration yeah yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do this, won't work. Trying to do that, won't work. Trying, you know, yeah, that, right. that old Cat Williams bit. Right. I, I, I agree with you. And eventually, and, and this is separate from mental health. So we're not even talking about mental health. But eventually, this frustration causes kind of a pressure cooker. And eventually, if it's just ignored, it's inevitably going to explode, right? It's, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming in some way or another. It, we've seen little bits of it here and there. Um, and it is, it is uh, in a lot of ways, I think is, is a warning. Um, and if something is not, and I still feel this way, I think this movie encapsulated a feeling that was so accurate and it still is accurate. You know, this was not just like, okay, this was a movie from three years ago. We're over it. You go and watch this film and I'm right back in it. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It it hasn't aged in, in that short period of time. And speaking of mental health, like, Part of the part of the the artistry of this movie is is Joaquin's performance, mm. and I know just from being an actor and just from being on movie sets, I know what I'm looking at. And what what you're looking at is you're looking at him go absolutely insane, like he is <laughs> he is being a crazy person. I guarantee while you're shoot while they're shooting that movie, he's nobody comfortable to be anywhere near, <laughs> like hanging out near the craft service table. Hell no. <laughs> If you see Joaquin at the craft service table, you're getting your your crackers at another time, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's uh... He's scary, dude. And like, I think that's just like a role that's really tailor uh, built for him yeah. because he's really good at, at getting insane to where like you just can't see, like you can't tell what he's what what he's got going on behind his eyes, you know? Yeah, it's it's effortless to him. Like he's just got that that yeah just yeah the what like what you said with his eyes like at the beginning when he's making the smile and the sad face like it's just like right off the beginning you understand you're looking at a different type of like this man is (laughs) is unsettled yeah you're looking at a broken man he actually sheds a tear you know as he's holding his mouth apart he sheds a tear and right at that moment it's like oh my god like okay we're watching somebody severely messed up already yeah and just you know the 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 way they handled, I don't know that they've ever approached 
the the reason Joker laughs all the time the way they did in that movie. In the comic book and all the other incarnations of the story, he just seemed like kind of a loud ass that's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Right. But I've never seen it be like a medical condition. That right. Happened. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that, was that was so a... interesting. And oh, it was brilliant. Just, yeah, it was so just brilliant. fascinating. Everyone in the movie theater was, was, was like, you know, fascinated and unsettled. Yeah. <laughs> that was a brilliant, brilliant choice for that. Yeah. Cause like you said, like we talked about, um, the Batman, the first one, 1989. I mean, Jack Nicholson, you know, there's no denying he was great, but it was very, you know, just cartoonish and, you know, whereas this like felt like it could actually be real and like right. it, and it actually is a real condition that some people have. Like they actually took it from an actual condition, which I thought was brilliant and, you know, just, but they, yeah, just the actual, seeing the actual origin of Joker. So we think, I mean, there's, we can have debates about what we think was real in the story, what we think was not. But yeah, to see some sort of origin of the Joker that totally made sense uh, right. to it's me like, was it's brilliant. Like, it's, like, it's like before this, we've got this Joker character, and it's like, he's just crazy. Like, how does somebody get like that? Why <laughs> right. would somebody want to be? Why would somebody have these ideas? He's just this <laughs> outlandish character. Why would he dress like that? And now we kind of understand how, like, there's an excuse for his insanity. Like, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, too, which uh, just, okay, so you got the laugh. Oh, brilliant. I mean, totally brilliant. And my God, by the way, when he's on the bus and he starts making the faces at at the kid and they're kind of interacting and then he starts to laugh and everyone's freaking him out. He hands them, he hands them the card. I'm like, gonna, I I feel so much for this guy. Like, how do you? live your life like this it's and heartbreaking then, he's trying to make the kid laugh and the mother's yeah. like leave my kid alone and he's like but i wasn't i would it's, it's heartbreaking yeah. There's a lot of emotional things happening in one very short period of time and in the style of this movie there's not much dialogue Mm-mm. you know it's, it's right not like yeah relying on word a lot of words all the time a lot of it is 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 told in good filmmaking through the sight and sound yep visual yeah exactly and because I'm not a comic book reader, as I've said a million times, but the idea of, of Joker being a stand-up comic, to me, sounds really stupid. I'll be honest. Like, the idea of it is like, this is ridiculous, right? He's a villain. And this is another point where the movie does such a great job of explaining why this guy would want to be... He has just a, like a delusional mindset about who he is and how he interacts with the world. Yeah, and so and he's a he actually writes good jokes like he has that he has that joke um in his diary or something about um I'm more something about when I die I make more, more sense when I'm dead or something like that sense, yeah sense spelled like I don't like, know if that's a good joke but well, it, <laughs> you're I mean, definitely good, like in a sense show. yeah it's a good I'd pun like to read it, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah sense yeah. is spelt yeah. yeah I think he says I'll make more sense when I'm dead I'll make more um, sense when make more it, it may be better for a novel than uh, a vocal delivery but like, because he has that in his mind, so you could see maybe how this person would go out to do stand up, and of course, completely bomb. Like, but otherwise, everything else one in my mind, scariest, I'm like, this is yeah. One of the scariest like displays of human behavior that always just strikes me as scary is when I go to an open mic and or like and just an open micer gets up 
and s- believes that they're hysterical. <laughs> but they're saying like shit that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That to me is scary because that's like frightening scary. I'm, because you, I don't know how to deal with that person. You know what I mean? But, yeah, he's going to he's gonna get on a talk show and murder the, the host, you know? He's, <laughs> is that is that what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, I've loved him for years now. Then, I think he's... And then there's this whole element. It's like, okay, why does he want to be a, a stand-up comic? He wants to be a comic, I think, in large part because he watches his mother right. love this guy, you know, and he really is a mama's boy and just wants to make his mom happy. And I think that's like he couldn't think of many other ways to, like, you know, do that for her. So it's it, it's just insane that he feels like this is even a reachable scenario. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's yeah, right. Because mom watches funny man on TV. I'll be funny man on TV. Make mom happy. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. And then at the same time, we're rooting for the crazy, crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Like Dave said, like, yeah, I want to go around in clown makeup. I'm I'm not that way, but Dave is. But I was re- uh, I was ready. I was ready to, to jump in and, and murder the Waynes. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, it just I actually whatever year it was, but whatever year the, the Jack Nicholson Batman came out, I was the Joker for Halloween. In like full theatrical grade costume, I, my parents sent me to to regular public school in like a five hundred dollars theatrical grade. Joker oh costume. man, it was fun. It was fun. You but were the coolest warm. kid in the world. <laughs> it got very warm. <laughs> At that age, I mean, I'm, I I feel like I can say this because I was a chubby kid too. So were you a chubby joker? Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't, I didn't have any option about it. I was definitely a chubby joker. <laughs> Sorry, <I> just <laughs> gotta get one joke in. Yeah, I gotta get you know. And, that, uh, and another another thing comes to my mind, guys, is the uh, like right off the bat, the first scene when we meet his mom, and the first time we ever see him watching the the, the talk show. And then they they show him in the audience. They fooled me the first time, and I didn't under I didn't know that that was his his imagination the first right. time I saw it. I thought they time cut to like you know later in the future where he actually had like tickets to the show. Right. Yeah. He was actually in the audience. So the first time I saw that, I thought that was a real. <laughs> I thought that was real. So he was actually yeah. calling on him. So my mind was just blown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no. The- there's some debate about what's real in this film and what's not. Now we we can kind of suss out like the thing with his um uh, the girl in, on his floor. We know that was right. an imaginary relationship. Right. My my wife pointed something out to me that and and then I noticed it on a rewatch, which is that every time there's a clock, it says eleven eleven. I think it is. Um, oh shit. Which is supposed to mean that all of this is in his mind somehow. Now I don't believe that. I think. I think most of the events actually happened, right? Are we all in agreement with that? Yeah, about- I mean, he definitely he definitely shoots Robert De Niro. That's not that's a right. real thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. And so my- it's not clear what's like is he replaying this back when he's in Ar- Arkham Asylum? I mean, I don't necessarily care too oh, much. I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like is is it actually yeah, is is the movie actually his own memory sort of a thing where so something like a clock will it'll just be one time because it's not actually changing in real life kind of an idea. Interesting. Um, yeah, like a dream. Gonna, yeah. 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 I'm going to pay attention to that on my next pass. Yeah. I think that's, that's what it was. 11 So yeah, on your on your 30th watch Sean, um <laughs> <check> yeah. the clock. <laughs> 
So, you know, we talked about, you know, how he's a different Joker when he was getting beat up with the sign than he was, you know, later on, he's getting beat up on the subway. But if if big guy clown never hands him the gun, what like what happens? Like, is the gun like the the tur- like the what gives yeah, him think- that sense of power? Like, OK, I can overpower yeah. you like I yeah, can. Definitely. I think that if he doesn't have the gun the scene with him getting his ass kicked on the train just happens like it always does. He becomes a victim like always. And definitely the, the gun was the, was the difference in that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting too. Cause yeah, the, the gun essentially turned him into the Joker and, but it also is what lost him his job. And then it's also what made him kill the guy who gave him the gun. Like it was, it's like a, a yeah domino effect type of thing like it's a, that gun like was a turning point for it was him like an, in so it was many an ways. equalizer yeah. yeah i wonder yeah. what i wonder what the intended uh statement on gun violence is on that uh i wonder <laughs> i wonder if there's any sort of uh i'm sure there is some kind of message but i guess right, the yeah. statement is don't don't uh, buy guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> but I, I i don't know on the other hand it's like this guy's been getting the shit kicked out of him so you know so what this is what i think this is what makes this movie so compelling is because you're left with like conflicting ideas yeah don't go murder people on the other hand what are you supposed to do as as someone who's been you know left alone to just have the shit kicked out of them every time they go out in public i guess the real the best way i can answer that is the, the the real crux of it is this is he's on the train and he shoots the first guy the first two guys and that's a self-defense thing. But yeah. then he stands up and he becomes, it goes from being self-defense to him being a psychotic murderer. I agree. Stops yeah. that other guy. You know what I, I mean? Agree. So I, I definitely feel like there's a difference. And, you know, and there's actually a moment that separates those two halves of him where he actually takes the gun and holds it up to his own head for a split second. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't even hold it up there. He just kind of waves it past. But you get the intent that for a second, because he shot this guy and he doesn't know what's going to go on and he doesn't know whether he's going to go to jail. Like, should he just yeah. kill himself? Like, I, I like wonder that. if that was in the script. I wonder if that was in the script or if that was just a quick choice Joaquin Phoenix made. Like, but yeah, I noticed that too. It was just like, it was, yeah, very subtle, very about, quick. You know, and he was like, <laughs> exactly. I thought about that too, actually, because I imagine if that was something written in the script, any other actor would have made such a fucking meal out of it. Too. Yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be so subtle. Like, it would exactly. just be like... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm almost inclined to believe that it wasn't, and it was just something that he did. I mean, yeah. I know yeah. I know the atmosphere that they created was one that he could just really be as creative as possible. And I don't know. There's a bunch of geniuses on that set. It's hard to, like, figure out who oh. engineer who did what. Here's, here, here's another thing. What do we believe? So we we do, you know, we at first suspect that it's like, oh, wow, is he Thomas Wayne's son? And so that makes him yeah. Bruce Wayne's half brother. But then we find out he was adopted. But right. there's flashbacks that show that, you know, Thomas Wayne probably paid to have it look like that. Um, so what, what are your guys uh, belief on that? What is is he Bruce Wayne's half brother? I don't think so. I think I think his mom was crazy or whatever and I think that part of the story is probably most likely true. Uh, my feeling is the filmmaker doesn't want us to know for sure. Yeah, right. I think that's probably true. Yeah. That we <laughs> yeah. about. 
Yeah. Because otherwise there would be an answer to that, you know? Yeah. But, like but all... as viewers and we're analyzing this, what I would you, say what it's do you probably think? not they're not related. Yeah. I would I, say they I would say they had us believing both things at different times. Yeah. yeah. What was masterful about it. It's like, oh, we believe that until the ending when we see the 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 file that he steals. So I don't know, we don't just don't know what to believe. And neither does he, and that's part of his madness. Like, imagine yeah. being caught up in that not, and not knowing. Right, because, yeah, yeah cool he's, it, I don't know, I don't know if you're a How I Met Your Mother fan. I don't think anyone here is, but uh, one of the characters grows up thinking Bob Barker is his, is his father for Price is Right. That's the story his mother told him. <laughs> Which character uh, does that? Uh, Barney, the Neil Patrick Harris character. Oh, uh, okay. His mom always said, that man on TV is your father. It's Bob Barker. He goes, he doesn't realize that it's not true until he's like, you know, 35 or something. I'm not sure if you're, I'm not sure if you're referencing a show or a movie, but I would prefer we didn't bring my mother into this. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Dave. Um, I I, I can't take him anywhere, you know? I know it's a good show because Jason Siegel's quality, uh, but I haven't seen much of that show. Yeah, that's but, a good show. But anyways, no, but. I, I understand why you brought it up. You're you're saying yes, I I get it, Dave. Moving on, um, so none that's of us have a, seen that it. murder. Basically, sparks is like the the trigger for a societal revolution. Yeah, that's yeah, killing everyone. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah. They they happen to be uh, employees of Wayne Enterprises. Um, I love the the shot of him right after he does it, and then he's running that crazy run he does, and then he goes into that public bathroom and does like the dance, and then boom, there's the Joker. That's yeah. the joke. The you, Joker is born. Do you guys know sort of the fairy tale, like the 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 lore about how that scene came about? No, Indul- indulge us. So, uh, and I, I heard this from directly from to- uh, to- an interview Todd Phillips did. So it's not like uh, it's like hearsay, hearsay tremendously. But um, <laughs> so he just said that uh, he had been getting like samples of music, just like general ideas and textures from um, the composer. Forget his name. You know his name. Anyway. It was it's actually a, a girl. Hilder. She won. She she won the Oscar. Um, oh, right. oh, it is a female Hilder. I know her, her name is Hilda or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The uh, the score won an Oscar for this film, which deservedly right. so. It's I agree, with you. and it's been so like copied ever since then. If you pay attention to the scores yeah. in movies, so many of them are copying this that sound like that. Whoa, anytime yeah. they want to drum up some intent. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was I just going to say about uh, uh, how how that scene with him oh, in the bathroom? Exactly. And, yeah. So she had been sending uh, Todd Phillips some samples, some sample sounds, and I guess she was doing some work with that cello. And they had this uh, um, two or three page scene set up to shoot in that bathroom, where it was like pretty dialogue intensive. I can't remember who it was between. I think maybe he goes into the bathroom and gets caught by some security guards or whatever. But he ended up during like some downtime, Joaquin ended up hearing this uh, piece of music on Todd Phillips's cell phone because he was just listening to the samples on his phone. And Joaquin during like lunch break just had his cell phone in his hand and began doing like this crazy ballet. Oh and Todd wow! Todd Phillips was like, "That is sick. You just rewrote the scene that we're shooting after <laughs> lunch," and they did. They rewrote the whole scene and just made that dance ballet scene impromptu that never existed. Yeah, it's it's the, the sh- 
it's the show don't tell stuff for me it's just like yeah. it's you you understand what's happening he's he's become, like he's just like he's reveling in what he just did but also you know kind of coming to terms with it and then just yeah. embracing it like he's like this he is... goes from some guy who can't even stand being in his own skin to now he's some sort of swan doing a ballet <laughs> right in, yeah in a shit infested uh you know <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So so New York. It's as New York as a a Starbucks in L.A. Right, yeah. Well, Was it the ability to get control? What what do you guys think that moment really was? I don't don't know that it was necessarily fed by murder, I don't think. I think it was... Yeah, I think you're you're right with control. For the first time, he has has some sort of control over things, his his own life. And I think he feels a little bit of confidence, too, for Mm -hmm. the first time. Like he feels, uh, you know, sure of himself. Like he's powerful. Yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. He's been weak the whole time, and now he's now he's a powerful guy. So yeah, the, he can the, take these, life. these yeah. guys. I mean, they're, they're you know bigger than the kids that beat him up in the beginning of the film, and you know, obviously important men in suits, you know, and but he he got the best of them, you know, and yeah, I think at that moment he. Because at that moment, he doesn't realize the revolution he started. He just, that's at the Absolutely. end when he, he does the same kind of motion at the end on top of the cars, you know, when, when he realizes, look what I've done, like, yes. but in a good way for him, you know, and that's when Dave puts on his clown makeup <laughs> and runs around and does his there thing. There is, before we leave that part of the movie, there's also this amazing character, that uh, the, the social worker. Uh, okay. And those scenes are really like, poignant and because mm-hmm. they're really setting up the situation the current situation like people with mental health problems really are, are they don't have any resources anymore yeah they get the short so, end of the stick yeah yeah and so it's it's just the problem is is bubbling yeah and when she's you know when she starts reading that stuff out of oh i guess we were we did talk about that part when she starts reading that stuff out of his notebook right. it's like she recognizes this is a deeply troubled man <laughs> But there's yeah. nothing she can do for him. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I uh, so poetic though, though, or in true though, too. The the one note he writes, um, people with ment. The funny thing about people with mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't have one or right. something like that. You know, yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like wow, like that's that's true. Like, yeah, I have a mental illness, but this person expects me to act like I don't like have I don't one. Have like, one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, super super powerful. But he's yeah. writing it as a joke. Like this is he's finding the funny side, you know, like because right. he's the Joker, you know. <laughs> yeah. What do we think that's of this like movie? This version oh. of Jerry Seinfeld finding it odd, like how many buttons there are in a shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a weird spot that that makes or breaks the shirt. It kills the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of this movie as being a comic book film um, in terms of, you know, we look at like DC versus Marvel. This is clearly Marvel would never do anything like this. Um, this is probably the most realist, realistic, if that's the right word of a, of a comic book character, at least film. And then kind of looking forward, there's, there's a sequel coming with I know, Lady Gaga. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a musical. (laughs) And so, like, starring the guy that played Elvis. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. How do we think? How do we think about this movie? Like, 
because they're gonna it was it made so much money and it was it's so critically acclaimed like is this i mean i, I don't even it's strange to even think about this film as like a comic book movie right it, don't, it just doesn't I agree even... with you. i don't i don't see it as a comic book film it, it just, i feel like it was the kids went to see it because it was like it filled uh the criteria for like a, a spooky horror kind of movie like that it 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 uh, catered to that audience mm-hmm. um but i don't i i don't know it doesn't seem like a Marvel movie to me. There's no superhero. There's nobody with special powers. And I mean, can there be a Batman? Can there be a Batman to this Joker, guys? Oh, absolutely. I would. So? I would love that. I well, that's. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I no. mean, we can we we can talk about the stuff that happened before this too. But I, I'm you know jumping ahead real quick here because you mentioned Batman. You know, when he laughs at the end, you know, after he shot Robert De Niro and everything, he's laughing like genuinely this time. Like it's his first genuine laugh. Yeah. He's in Arkham Asylum, most likely. And the girl asks, you know, what's so funny? He said, I just thought of a joke. And then it flashes to young Bruce Wayne with his parents dead. And then she's, he said, what's the joke? And he says, you wouldn't get it. My take on that is that he either, this is years later, Batman's been established, he's been around, and he's just now realizing that he, in a way, created Batman, uh. or or he's realizing that um, he realizes Batman is Bruce Wayne, or both. Uh, that's that's oh, how yeah. I I take that. Um, what, do, how, what do you guys think of that whole, you know, I, I was thinking a joke, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, I never really... Thought of it. I never really gave it that much thought, but I could see how both of your both of your theories would, would make sense. Um, yeah, because it seems that, like it's years later. You know this this part it, for yeah, me anyway. Some time there has to yeah. be some time for him to go from where he's at to that spot in the in that asylum. Um, yeah, and that's an interesting question. I would love nothing more for them to, them to for like a Todd Phillips to make a Batman his version of a Batman movie. Did um, you? I, Oh, Sean, did you see the uh, Robert, the Batman that came out this year with Robert Pattinson? I did, and I was so disappointed in it. I wanted to love it. I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan. I saw it in like 4D or whatever, 3D, and it just didn't. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just didn't suck me in the story. I, I, I can't. Well, I thought it looked beautiful, and the shots were vivid and amazing. The jo- Joker didn't work for you the first time either, though. So. You That's might give it another true. chance, you know. That's I mean, true. why do you guys love that movie? I I, I liked it. I, I yeah. thought it was pretty good, but w- w- more than more than me liking it was um, something that I think that the Batman cribbed from Joker. Because um, I was trying to make sense of, okay, so the Joker. Uh, uh, this is in my own head, and hopefully, I, I'll try not to take too long. But <laughs> we have a, a society right here that sucks. They're not treating um, mentally ill people well. The average person's getting screwed. There's garbage piling up in the streets. This is obviously ripe for a revolution, right? The Joker is going to fight that. So then I'm thinking like, okay, so who's the Batman, right? If he's fighting the Joker, is he then, is he still fighting the corruption and the shit? Or is he defending the corruption and the shit? That was kind of my thought. Wow, meta, Dave, meta. (laughs) and the batman with the riddler the riddler says we're both fighting the same thing and i think i think this is right we're both fighting the same people we don't don't realize it we're actually on the same team um 
Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes sense to me. Um, is that Bruce Wayne and, and Batman are trying to fight corruption, or yeah, they're trying to fight the corruption, and the Riddler's trying to do the same thing, except more murderous. Um, so I don't know. So I, I, I guess I'm rambling here, but so how do we square the world of Joker? Because I think Batman already kind of took from it and then explained it. How do we square the world of Joker with with there being a Batman? Because Thomas Wayne, I think we see in Joker, kind of sucks, right? He's kind of he's kind of one of the corrupt assholes. So who is who's, does Bruce, what what does Bruce Wayne do in this world? I guess is my question. For I mean, for me, I, I feel like it's you know Joker was the city was at an insane you know it was at a boiling point at the start of joker and then the joker made it explode like right. all right we are taking over we are taking things down and then it went on like that for years and that's when batman had to come in and clean up the city like it was it was getting dirty with joker but then batman comes in he's the one that has to clean up joker's you know mess essentially which you know, he was basically the end point of it. Yeah, right. Joker's, Joker's really living it up until Batman comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's like, yeah, he's the he's the prince of crime. You know, that's what they call him in the, in I the think, comics. <laughs> I think the reason I, uh, I I got I turned on the um, on the uh, last Batman was I really wanted it to be like a like a, a Joker Batman. Yeah. And as soon as I got to the point where the the villains weren't like really dangerous, they were kind of like cartoony dangerous. You know what I mean? Like I needed the bad guys to be real bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I can see and that. As soon as yeah. you got to that one scene where he was just kind of knocking people out, like kind of the kind of like the bad guys were a joke. That's right. when I kind of like wasn't into it as much. But I'm like, gonna go look at it again. Thank you. Thank you for giving another shot. <laughs> That's another one that it's a bit it's a bit too long. It's yeah, yeah. It, it could it, you could trim some off there. Um, I also I go to this AMC theater where I live, and they have Lazy Boy seats, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't care oh, what yeah. movie it is. I don't get to the last ten minutes. I'm asleep <laughs> yeah. by any movie. <laughs> it is so comfortable, bro. I mean, it's like too comfortable. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm the same way. I I get I get I get too comfortable, but. I, also, I'm also the kind of I'm I'm the person where like if anyone want if anyone I know wants to go to a movie I'm like I'll go uh, I'm I'm there yes, yeah I don't turn any any takers no. down the uh, the most menacing uh, part for me is when um, the big guy and the little person come to the apartment. Oh, yeah, and dude. Me and, you are, me and you are on the same yeah. wavelength. I was just yeah. going to talk about that scene too. What a yeah. great scene. Well, first of all, I love that he's just in his makeup is all white because that makes yeah. him even more menacing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have the accents in the makeup like he doesn't have the other color. It's just that. Right. And mm-hmm. you can really just see the the menacing look in his eye. And he's just like, I think at that point, he's planning on killing himself on the talk show. So I think at that point, he's just like, eh, I don't like he's this out. guy. I'm yeah. going to kill him, you know. Yeah. And then just when he does it, it's brutal. It's so brutal. But then yeah, it's like totally. it's it's lightened up by. <laughs> oh, the, my God. Like right away, they put that like you're literally in the theater going, oh, my God, what am I looking at? And then you're laughing. Right. <laughs> and then you're going right back to, oh, my God. So, yes. Well, oh, so spot on. 
that moment when he runs and he can't unlock the door. That's like yes. a funny moment. You know, usually the biggest what laughs in movies happen during serious movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a tension breaker. So wound yeah. up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Great so great. Yeah, right after he kills him too, he's just like, hey, you ever seen the Murray Franklin show? I'm going to be on it today. It's like, <laughs> just, uh, he's an so, obnoxious ass, right? I, I love Robert De Niro, but yeah, he played a great obnoxious oh, man, ass. Great, yeah. 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 He played a prick. I never saw the movie... Um, King of Comedy. Okay, so yeah, sure? I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that because King of Comedy and have you seen Taxi Driver? Yeah, I've seen Taxi Driver, and I just watched King of Comedy. I didn't know how close it was to the. Joke oh, okay. In terms okay, of the story, were, like it's yeah. it's really you know you could put one movie inside the other. Yeah, very much yeah. inspired by. Yeah, and and I don't look at that like a lot of people use that as an excuse not to like the movie. Oh, it's just a ripoff of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, but I. I mean, look at Quentin Tarantino movies. I love them, but he takes so much from other Everything. filmmakers, things he yeah, loves. He, yeah, he but, yeah but it's like, it's like, so that's what Todd Phillips did in this movie. Like, yeah, it was a way deal. for like, me to dip back into those things that I love and right. to bring it to a new audience. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, Guys, anybody, that's, anybody that's going to look at a movie and start to criticize it for whatever reason, it's like they're not looking at it for, I mean, it's like looking at a at a piece of artwork uh, hanging on the wallet of a museum and being like, well, the, the artist should have used more red. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's totally arbitrary. You can like it or you can't like it. But to criticize the the filmmakers for like why they did what they did kind of just seems kind of trite to me. Right. And also, even more than that, it's like if you're just going to paint the whole thing red, be, whatever, fine. That I think that kind of sucks. But if you're if, if you're if you can do it in a way that um, is is it really conveys that same emotion that we felt in those in those seventies films and was a King Common, I think nineteen eighty something like that. But it, it it does it in a way that's both yes, it is derivative in a sense, but it's respectful and it's done so goddamn well. So I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. care. This is perfect. I, I, I don't mind when people use classics, like the very best things as inspiration for their mm-hmm. work. That that never doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. What, uh, I mean, going to the talk show scene, you know, the, fi- the kind of climax moment. What, oh what, what do you think the switch is? Because obviously he's practicing for the show. Um, you know, he's like watching right. old episodes and, you know, walking in and it looks like he's just planning on killing himself. What do you think the switch is that makes him realize? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. And, I I, you know. I can't remember what it is, but he says something to him. Yeah, it was a mockery. He, kind of, yeah. he offends him. I forget what it is. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah something like yeah, you're like you're awful, Murray, or you know. I, and I love how he kept keeps calling him Murray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Murray. He, uh, Murray, uh, the the hero character demeans him in some way. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what, exactly what the line is, but it's just like no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think at one point he just realizes, oh, you're you're just like everyone else. Like I think that's what it is, but I forget well, exactly what it is. But I think I, that's what he's like. Okay, you're just like everyone else, and you get what you deserve. You know, pushed it a little too far. I think uh, some of the volatility of that moment was that it it didn't seem like something he had premeditated. You know what I mean? It was just such a volatile moment. He just kind of 
pulls this pistol out and and blasts this guy away, it didn't seem like he he had thought about it too much. And I think that kind of energy, like the uh, Joaquin playing that energy of let me make this look more spontaneous than if it yeah. was something that I'd planned to do. I think that's kind of what made that moment so intense. Yeah, I think it's the more Joker move to just do something spontaneous and just, yeah. you know, do whatever, he, yeah. you know, because he confesses to everything. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And then and then Murray argues back with him, I think. is, And then that's where it's like, fuck it. That's what it is. He starts confessing, and then Murray's like, "Well, how can you do this? You're a horrible person. You mean you've killed people?" Yeah, he starts giving busting his balls. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when he's like, "You're not going to talk to me like that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's 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 true. It was. I mean, I'm trying to you know get back to my memory sitting there in the theater for the very first time and like opening weekend. It was truly shocking, even for yeah, you know, just to sit there. And I, I was trying to think. Um, you know, in terms of recency, um, for where an audience in the theater is in lockstep, um, you know, because you're in a group of what a hundred people, two hundred people, whatever it is, and two movies stand out. This movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick, in this film, um, th- these are the two which stand out in my mind, where the audience was packed and completely feeling like we were all just in a tiny room together and you know that feeling this one and wow i mean what an experience (laughs) yeah especially that scene is like oh you can feel you can feel the tension in the in the theater it's a probable thing it's just such a weird moment and yeah top gun 2 is one of my other favorite movies i am i am uh like scared by how much I love that movie. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, dude, dude. that one ran. You know, we fucking assholes. We 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 didn't even bother. I don't know why. Just timing. Because I think I was away. We didn't do a, a review on that film. That is one of my most favorite. That is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. And, dude, and, and they it, killed the the re- the remake. I mean, they couldn't have done any better. Oh no. I thought that guy Miles Teller is a champion. That guy. Right. Oh my god. Well, the best yeah. thing I can say about that movie is in a weird way is um what you wouldn't expect from a film like this which is just an action film i ran the gamut of emotion watching that film from excitement anticipation happiness you're talking about the remake (laughs) madness yeah the remake yeah. yeah like just like every I just like was it was just such a visceral experience uh, watching that watching him. Yeah. yeah, dude, that movie helped me deal with my own crisis about aging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it made if me. Tom Cruise can do it. Own... Exactly. I'm like Tommy's out there breaking the fucking speed and doing Mach 10. I got a couple more years in me. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, it, was, it was so it was such a touching uh, way in which they handled Val Kilmer's situation in life. Yes. Really, yes. Couldn't have done a better job with that. I thought that was super touching. And Did you just... see the Val Kilmer documentary? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's super sad. I, I mean, it's so I know, sad. man. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. And by the way, I mean that, him. that movie connected with people. It's still, I think, it finally now on digital. I think it's at like one point four or one point five billion dollars for a movie that nobody expected to really do all that well. What movie, yeah. Val? No, no, the the Whoa. Top Gun Maverick. It's like the biggest movie of the year. <laughs> what, Wait, was the there anybody that didn't expect it to do well? I mean, I, I think I they were like thinking was... like 
No, honestly, I think it was just going to be, you know, maybe do okay. Kind of right. nothing more than a Marvel movie. Most, yeah, they didn't expect the most successful successful movie ever. In yeah. LA, we have a, we I think we have quite a few IMAX theaters out here compared to like, you know, rural places. And I tr- it took me about a month and a half before I could buy a ticket to to go see it in IMAX. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Okay, yeah, I can't wait to. I I only saw it the one time in the theater. I need to yeah get it on digital or whatever. Yeah, uh, I went and also saw it in this 4DX. Have you guys done the 4DX? No. Oh no. my god, what a ridiculous concept! Like. It just feels like someone's punching you in the back of your seat. So like, oh, is that the one where the seat moves and stuff? And yeah, dude, like it's so ghetto though. Like you know, there's one part where there's like the afterburner, and somebody will like spray you with a water bottle. <laughs> it's just nonsense, and like they flicker some lights every once in a while. But literally, I I, I got like startled several times because like things <laughs> happen in, in the movie where like somebody would throw something. And literally, your the seat would punch you in your kidneys. Oh man! Oh, you don't want that. They got to four DX nonsense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you got to protect the kidneys. That's for sure. Um, but uh, I mean, is there any any final thoughts we have on the Jokers, my guys, my dudes? My, I don't know. My what, it, what, an, what an intense movie! I uh, I'm very inspired by that movie, just as mm-hmm. a creative person. Um, Joaquin's performance just makes me want to just get better as an actor. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's cool when you can find like a movie or a TV show that you know has makes you want to do better things. So I found it profound yeah. in that way. Yeah, and I'm so it, glad it was he. A pleasure talking about it with you guys. No, absolutely, man. Anytime. Yeah, if you, I, I'm 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 glad to hear you. You're watching a lot of movies and have watched a lot of movies. So yeah, we'll have to definitely chat another time um uh yeah i'm so glad uh joaquin like he deserved an oscar years ago and i'm so glad he he got one this time for for joker um but you didn't know uh, their amazing one the uh master would you know that paul Thomas oh yeah. Oh my god! Oh yes, exactly. Like that one, he could have easily won for. <laughs> I, 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 I love i love her i love her um oh yeah, yeah. spike jones yeah really that's just yeah, so good. Um, they have walked the line. I mean, you know. yeah, walk. I mean, yeah, that's uh, Gladiator. I mean, you <laughs> go way back to that. Like, <laughs> there's this. Yeah, he's 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 yeah. There's no denying his talent. That's for sure. Uh, my uh, last words are just the the fact that I uh, why I love this movie is it. I understood everything. I feel like the I could have talked to the director. To talk, I could have talked to Todd Phillips about this movie, and we and I would have understood everything. You know, it's like I, I just got it from start to finish, um, and that is, yeah, yeah, and, and and that is the best thing you can say about a movie, is where you understand someone's vision, uh, and it comes across to you. And so, Agreed. yeah, perfect, perfect yeah. in that respect. Yeah, so glad, so glad you you chose this film. Oh, good, um, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. Great. yeah, I was Absolutely. thinking probably somebody has already picked it before. So when I found out nobody had, I was psyched. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you did your research and looked to see <laughs> yeah. if someone did. So thank you. Well, for it that. was you know, my back backup. You, my backup was going to be heavyweights. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we we actually we did talk to someone uh, about a film they were in once, uh, like 
you know, doing this sort of thing. It was uh, D Wallace, um, the mom from E.T. Oh yeah, uh, we, oh, we wow. did we did Cujo with Cujo, her because yeah. she was she was in that. Um, so yeah, that was <laughs> just uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, that, that was uh, good because we got some we got some insight yeah, ins- into yeah insight knowledge and everything. Yeah. Wait, because wait, you were in heavyweights, right? Yeah, That's why you said almost that. like doing the yes, blue. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a commentary, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what it was about. Like, <laughs> um, so like, is Emilio Estevez a dick or is he cool? Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Emilio is so so sweet. He's a wonderful guy. But I always like liken, like, try to describe his experiences. Like, what if you had to go to work and you showed up to work and there were eleven child actors there all day coming at you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, you'd be cool for like the first couple weeks, but after like, you know, week six, you'd be like, somebody get these son of a bitches away from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he never uh, really acted like that, which is why I'm saying that he was just always so cool and wonderful. And he's, he's a, 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 a dope guy. That's yeah. awesome. I have Dude. a, I have a question for the, for the FAQ on your website, but uh, you probably told the story a million times, but I just have to ask now that we're kind of winding down. What the hell did you do to the Pee Wee's Playhouse set? <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I think it's over at the Smithsonian, isn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, the Pee Wee's Playhouse set is at the Smithsonian. That's what they told me. But I mean, you know, while I was there, I mean, I, you know, I don't think I really did anything over there. I, uh, that was an incredible time because I didn't know the, see, when you're five years old, you don't, you, you don't register there's a difference between like make believe and reality. And <laughs> I had, my parents had just shown me Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, so I watched man, that movie yeah. like five times and then they took me into a room and there's the guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah. so like, wait just, what yeah. yeah and so it was just uh it was just a fairy tale-ish time and but that was an awesome time too he was awesome too paul rubens and i share a birthday and every year since we worked together he sent me a he sends me a birthday card or calls me or whatever he makes sure to get at me on our birthday oh wow that- that's yeah. someone I I, always, I I keep thinking to reach out to and and the I Paul never Rubens? do. I, I, yeah, why not try to get Pee Wee Herman on the show? Because how old were you when you did that? I was five. five. Oh, five! He just said man. It, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. he said it. I <laughs> just couldn't remember. It. Whatever, hey, have dude. You guys, have you guys seen his Netflix movie? Oh yeah, um, yeah, the one with uh, Joe yeah. Montal and uh, Judge Yeah, Angela. I thought it was really. <laughs> I thought it was like he stayed right in I line with the same stuff he's been doing, and I, I had a blast with it. I like Pee Wee. I got no problem with Pee Wee. <laughs> yeah, Pee Wee's yeah. great, man. Well, yeah, I, we we did Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure once on this show. So, well, I just saw know, something, great. Sean, that said you all got fired for trashing the set. Maybe that's inaccurate or something. Oh yeah, I was wondering what the hell you were talking about. No, I don't know what that means. I, no, I is that false? Is that false information? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yes, Dave, it's false. He doesn't know what you're talking about. I looked at the, um, the Pee Wee Playhouse wiki. It says, Sean, along with co-stars Diane... Y- I'm just going to read it now that we're fucking around. Yeah. Sean, along with his co-stars Diane Yang, uh, Natasha 
Lion or Leon were fired. Leon, who just hosted Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. Said we're fired uh, after filming the gangs all here due to destructive behavior on the set, even though it was scripted. Paul Rubens was so furious with the children that he immediately fired them. Is this false information? Are you kidding me? I got. I'm gonna go and screenshot (laughs) that and send that to him. That is crazy. (laughs) We were fucking five-year-olds. We don't make such a mess that they ban us from a television set. Yeah, I just I, I put the link in. If you could get the chat, I just yeah. I just threw the link in there. Listen, oh man, listen, there there may have been a couple episodes with some cocaine, uh, but definitely <laughs> yeah. But no, set. no there vandalism, Dave. Come on, toilet. that's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that somebody would uh, like I know whoever dreamed that up had a funny time printing that. That's okay. funny. And that just goes to show you how accurate how accurate Wikipedia is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, Dave believes everything. On I the do, internet, yeah. So, everything I read on know. the internet must be true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, like like TMZ, you know, I've had my uh my share of interactions <laughs> with TMZ. And uh like every time they print a story about me, I, I'm I always have the same question. I'm like, how did they know? <laughs> how did they know? Well, I don't this? know how they know, and not everything you believe is true. But they they're accurate. Their reporting is startlingly startlingly accurate. They check even, their sources. They do, and I'm not even kidding. They've got some serious sources. One time, I and this is no exaggeration. Okay, one time I had a prepaid phone that I had just gotten, like maybe a day and a half before, and I did not give this number out to not one single soul. And I'm in I'm in my apartment, and I get a phone call, incoming call, and I'm like, who could this be? And I answer, and it's TMZ. And they're like, well, we have a story. We're about to print it. Do you have any comments? And I'm like, how did you get this number? It so, must have been the from the store, the, the employee. Must have been, bro. But, I mean, that's, you know, high-level intelligence. Yeah. If you're you know, finding my number. I'll say this, you know, I, I'm I'm the kind of person because I'm a, a I'm a sports fan and you know I follow movies and stuff like that. I've always hated the media. I've always hated sports media. I've always hated entertainment media. Um, I would I would be the guy, you know, if I was uh, if I was a movie star or a professional ball player, I'd be like, just fuck off, don't talk to me. So like, I, I can't imagine like how anyone has to navigate that that environment you know to, to deal with these people who you kind of need them to to like you and promote you um and to talk to them but they like are also digging up shit on you i would just be i don't know i, I don't know I, I i don't think i could yeah, survive that's the, that's the real tricky part is that now nowadays like you need like if tmz doesn't want to videotape you then you're not famous right <laughs> you need one to make the other so yeah it's very strange Look, they, they kind of got behind my narrative and made it a real supportive one. And I was very incredibly thankful for that because, That's good. yeah, I mean, they could have really, you know, hung me through the, put me through the ringer and they didn't. And I got to be honest, like uh, a large reason for my recovery and a, a large reason for why I've been able to stay clean so long is because I didn't want to like, you know, have that go the other way. And I didn't want to lose the support of people and I didn't want to let people down. So, sure. you know, a large part, they, the way in which they supported me really saved me in a lot of ways. Awesome. So I'm not That's mad better. at TMZ at all. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Well, TMZ is the good guy of this story, of Sean's story. In this story, yeah. My sponsor. <laughs> Call TMZ. I tried, but Harvey said no. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> who's uh who's who's the guy like i kept reading um there was a there oh, there goes my camera but anyway um camera we don't need to see me exactly um who who's the dude that like got you out of you know your your low wasn't, wasn't there someone oh, i i had a i really i had a judge that got me out of my low because i was i was arrested and i was facing like some pretty serious charges and the judge decided that I was eligible and I'd be a good candidate for uh, like a drug diversion program. So where they, instead of you just sitting in a jail, so they give you a chance to, to get your life back. And luckily the judge allowed me to do that. And I went to treatment and, you know, it's been successful so far. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's, that's so awesome. That's great. I, I could have swore there, there was like an actor or something that helped you out. I, well, I, I think know. Sean knows. Again, read. No, I know. I'm just saying. I, I could have swore I read <laughs> well, I mean, something. I mean, I've had I've had scores of people help me out. So. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I've had, but, I've had uh, a lot of help. That's well, awesome, man. Sean, that's, we uh, wish you uh, that. This is amazing, and um, you know, for two ways or another, would love having you over to to dis- or having you on to the, discuss a film. On your love of movies, um, and that's amazing. Number two, uh, you you know your personal story that's that's you know more important to the world than anything else. But it's great to hear as well. Um, so just fantastic. Um, I, I can't. Thanks. I don't know how to put into words how great it is. Um, just to just have you here. I think being present, right? You know, that's that's the big thing. Yeah. That's- that's that's life, man. Just you know, day to day, just enjoying these moments and being completely engaged. That's that's life. Awesome. Yeah. Just like uh, the, oh my god, what a great closure. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what all the people <laughs> say. Funny, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, good luck no, buying that song for your podcast. No, yeah, exactly. Fuck off. No, yeah, <laughs> we'll st- we'll we'll keep our podcast listeners just to have our ten uh uh ten views on YouTube. On YouTube, but, uh, yeah, really good. But, uh, uh, really good on downloads. No one wants to watch. You know, I think but, what we got to do. We got to go. We got to go live on YouTube. I think to get to get. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. That live. might work. That might work. Yeah, might work. But Sean, uh, don't want to, you know, keep you all night. So, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute blast talking. You guys to you. too. I had a lot of fun. It was cool getting to know you too. It would be a lot of fun to come back and chat about another movie at some point. Anytime, honestly, anytime. Awesome guys. All right, we'll talk soon.